welcome to the Real Life Girl podcast or welcome if you are new. My name is Bianca and I am your host and today we are talking all things dating apps and dating tips for Christians getting into the pool in 2023. I have so many single sisters by my side. Most of my friends are single so we're constantly mentoring each other and giving each other tips and guidance. I've had a few friends that have recently gone on first dates. Some went great, some went awful. So it's like everyone has their own story and I thought it was really interesting to bring this topic to the table because it goes different for everyone. Everyone has unique stories and that is so beautiful. Before we start the episode, one thing I cannot not talk about is Starbucks holiday drinks. Now, I was never a avid Starbucks drinker growing up, and this last year I've been hooked. I tried this like pink kind of drink over the summer with a friend. It was really good. I loved it. I think it was like almost kind of like boba. And this year, you know, they launch their holiday drinks every year. I tried the gingerbread latte and I did it iced. I saw it all over TikTok and I was like, all right, let me like see if it's the hype. I had class today, so after class, I hopped in my car, went to Starbucks down the street. I got it in a large. I literally paid $7 for this thing, so I was like, this better be freaking good, and it was. It was so good. I still have it. Like, the ice has melted, but I'm trying to cherish this thing because I did pay $7 for it. So yeah, I am trying to get my money's worth, but it is so good. I have to order it again. And they also came out with a red Stanley cup that I am like dying for. I have like the simple modern knockoff Stanley cup, but I want an actual Stanley. I don't know if that's like stupid, but it is really what I want. So um, I'm actually going to grab copy with a friend from high school in a couple weeks. So I'm like, I'm saving. I'm trying to think of another holiday drink that I can do, but they have like peppermint mochas. They have all these things. So I'm going to try that, but y'all, if you have not gone to Starbucks, come on, it's Christian Girl Fall. You need to do this. I love it. And I'm a big fan. I'm probably not going to stop talking about it. A couple weeks after my 18th birthday, I hopped on a dating app and it was kind of weird, my motivation for doing this. Um, let's just say that I was at a family wedding and I had a distant relative of mine try to like pair me up with this guy. I'm not a dancer. I I mean, I can, you know, dance, I can bring the party up, but I'm just, I'm not a partier. It's not really something that I do. Call me boring, but that's who I am. And so I don't really dance. I let this guy know that. And it was so awkward. Like, and it, it truly, truly, truly was nothing to do with this guy. Like he was a great guy. I could tell. And I was just like, okay, like, you know, thank you. And then I just left and the connection wasn't there. And I was like, you know what? There are so many family members of mine who have met on like Tinder, on Hinge. I want to try this out. Even if it doesn't turn into anything, let me just see if I can like meet someone on there. So I downloaded Hinge. I downloaded Bumble, Tinder, Holy even Christian Mingle, and I was like, let me just try these things and form my own opinion. And my experience is exactly what I expected. There have been some hits, some misses, and it's overall made me realize that dating as a Christian is honestly harder than ever. Dating is already hard in general, right? Even in this generation, it's like everyone wants things to be exclusive and official, and then you have things like situationships and people playing games, so it's difficult. And when you try to add Jesus and values and your morals as a Christian into the mix, it's very hard. I talked about some hits and misses and one of these things really, I mean, it happened. It, it really did. So I was on Hinge the other day. I matched with this guy that I was like, you know, he's cute. He looks decent. Let's just talk. So we were talking probably for a couple hours, I want to say at most. We got the basic questions out of the way. You know, what do you do for work? 
you know, what's your family life like, stuff like that. And he asked me what it is that I do. So I explain, you know, I do really wear a lot of hats. Those of you who know me, I am a full-time college student and I also have a job outside of running the ministry, The Real Life Girl. It's something that I'm so passionate about, but I also have other obligations and duties and responsibilities. And I'm very open about that. That's always something I'm very transparent about. And so I explained, I am a radiology student. I am running a ministry. I am doing social media content creation. And I also have another job outside of that along with a plethora of other things. So I explained that. I remember I put my phone down to go do something. Then I hopped back on the app and the conversation disappeared, meaning this guy unmatched me. I'm like, okay, um, that's nice. I, I, I don't think I was like shocked or anything. Had this happened two years ago where I was a lot less emotionally secure and confident in myself, I would have definitely taken it personally, but I mean, it's a dating app. Like you really can't take anything personally, but take everything with a grain of salt. And this guy really was a walking green flag. Like he was very decent. I was like, okay, I think he worked like security. I was like, all right, this guy, I mean, looks pretty solid. He has a solid job background. Like I feel like we were really hitting it off. And then he unmatched me. He was like, let me get out of here. And honestly, do I blame him? Yeah, because he has awful taste. So I made that conclusion that it's just hard. It's difficult when someone doesn't know what they want and someone does or someone does know what they want and that person is just not it. Overall, I realized that intentionality is more important than ever, especially when you're dating with values and godly morals. I have high standards. It's not something that I'm going to hide. I'm never going to fix myself or water down my love for the Lord or my own standards for someone else just because they're cute. Because good looks will fade. I say this all the time to my single friends as well. Good looks will fade. And that's why you need someone that knows how to fast, pray, and get into the presence of the Lord. Because when life's troubles hit and the Bible does guarantee that who are you going to run to good looks will not save you at the end of the day and you need someone that's going to walk beside you and so that's something i'm very strong on that's why i have high standards and honestly that's why i am the way that i am you have to be so confident in god's plan that you refuse to settle for less and waste anyone else's time including your own and with that i've reflected on some dating tips that i felt led to by the lord along with some tips i'm keeping in mind as i continue this exciting season first we got to take a sip of the <laughs> gingerbread i'm ridiculous but mm, this is so good i love this so much i'm serious y'all have to order this so good all right let's get into the tips Tip number one, I want to encourage y'all to be intentional. Identify your standards and know what you want in a relationship. When I was about 13, 14, I was very tempted to just want a cute guy. I was the girl that always said that she had a type. Not that that's wrong, but types were more of my focus rather than standards and expectations that I wanted my partner to have. I literally wanted a tall order of like light skin, curly hair. Honestly, I still do, but it's something that I'm not focusing on because again, I know that looks will not get me anywhere and that I need someone that's going to be spiritually mature. And around this time last year, I was so frustrated and honestly torn up about my singleness and y'all know this. And I was so just saddened by it. I was really hurt and asking the Lord, like, what do I do? I really want to find someone, but I just can't seem to find someone that's going to match my standards and be on the same you know level as me. And the Lord encouraged me to think of physical, spiritual, and emotional standards that I would like my person to have. And I'm not here to say that I have it all together, that, you know, I'm all this, I'm 
that girl because I am a piece of crap human by God's grace. I'm, you know, redeemed and made new. I'm not saying that, but I am saying you have to acknowledge that you are a daughter of the Most High King. And what do princesses deserve? The world. You literally deserve the world. So I feel like if you're not acting like that, it's very hard to want someone to possess the standards when you haven't even thought about them yourself. I want someone to be spiritually mature and to love the Lord more than he loves me. Otherwise, how is he going to love other people when he doesn't know the creator of love himself? Because what happens when you parent? You have to parent your kids through some pretty tough things. What happens when you have to help your friends or you have to mentor or guide someone? These are real things that come up and that's why standards are always going to be more important than expectations. And I wouldn't be saying these things had I not let the Lord into that, had I not allowed God to show me, God, what is the kind of guy that you want me to be with? One quote that has changed my spiritual life a thousand and five percent, like honestly, and I don't even know who said it, but it said, it's not God's will for you to be dragging your husband to church. If you have to beg your husband to worship the Lord with you, to honor the Lord and to wait with you, like that is literally the bare minimum. And it's sad to say, but so many Christian women go through that because they don't have these standards or these expectations. And it is really unfortunate, but it's something you're responsible for if dating is something you want to move forward into. So I encourage you, let the Lord into that. Let the Lord show you the kind of man that you deserve because everyone's husband, everyone's wife is going to be different. They're not always going to possess the same character traits and personality and that is okay but allow the lord to show you who it is that you deserve because i promise he is faithful and just to do that and with those standards i mean you're setting yourself up for success and what's better than that this leads me into tip number two and that is to seek the lord on everything allow the lord to lead you and to guide you and regularly ask him lord is this what you want me to do one of my favorite Christian influencers, Brittany Dawn, she posted one thing on her story last week and she goes, do everything unto the Lord. Like even if you're working behind a computer, do it unto the Lord. If you're figuring out what to eat, do it unto the Lord. If you're picking your kids up from school, do it unto the Lord. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, why are you just saying that over and over? It means do it unto the Lord. Even if it's the simplest thing in life, God has something to say about that. If it's a person that you're with, God has something to say about that. If it's the life that you're living, God has something something to say about that. God is a leader. He should be the leader of your life. Um, wait, what do I say? Let me see. The Bible says that we plan, but God decides, and you can't expect God to take you into new heights, into new levels, into new conversations, and to give you divine appointments if you're not willing to consult him on everything. I don't know about you, but I find so many times I'm moving into different chapters without God. I'm making decisions without God. It can be simple things like, let me hang out with this friend, let me go on this date, let me start this new job, and I fail to consult God. Obviously, thank the Lord we have his grace, but I'm trying to get more into the routine of asking God what he thinks, as if he's like right beside me sometimes, even sometimes. I will literally be like, God, what do you think about this? <laughs> it's like, I am so confident that the Lord is going to help me, that he is going to intercede on my behalf, even if I don't believe it at first, but I know he's so faithful and just to do that. 
And I'll be honest, when I first started following God, I didn't hear his voice, honestly. And that's simply because I wasn't as close to him as I am now. I've never been on fire for the Lord like I am now. I know so many Christians say like, yeah, you'll be on fire and then you won't. And that's just kind of how it is. That's not true. You can totally be on fire for the Lord. And I love that truth. Um, But now, I mean, this year is the year that I hear God's voice. Like I actually physically hear his voice. It's in my head. It's around me. It's in my ears. And that's such a beautiful voice to be able to hear. I hear him so much now more than ever. And when the Lord tells me, you know, make that move or don't make that move, I listen because I know that he can see into the future and not me. And there's a reason why I'm not God and he is. So I got to trust that. I have to lean into that. And I encourage you to do the same. You ladies are going to hate me for tip number three, and that is to let him pursue you. And I actually have a personal rule when it comes to these dating apps. I don't ever text first. It's something that I've adopted into this year, you know, as an identity, as a daughter of the of the Lord and the Most High King. I believe I'm pursued. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And that may be harsh, but I personally refuse to fold on my standards. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I have a personal story. This is why I truly believe men are the pursuer and ask i've asked so many of my guy friends and you can ask your guy friends i mean guys it's like almost a part of their dna to pursue but let me tell y'all when i talk about my parents i talk about my mom and my stepdad my biological dad is in my life but i do talk about you know my stepdad but he is my dad he did raise me and that's something that i'm very proud of i, I love my stepdad to the end of the earth so him and my mom started dating in around 2010. So I was about four years old. He had family in Tampa. We are here in Orlando in Kissimmee. It was around the holidays. It was like him and my mom's first year together. Me and my family, we were doing Thanksgiving here in Orlando like we've always done. And my stepdad and his family were doing Thanksgiving in Tampa in Fort Lauderdale. So my mom says to my stepdad, you know, if, if you want to go with your family to Fort Lauderdale, if you want to spend the week up there, like that's honestly fine. And then me and my family, we, you know, we'll just have Thanksgiving down here. My stepdad's like, what? Like, are you, are you, are you serious? There's no way that you just said that to me. And my mom's like, it's fine. If you want to go, it's fine. He's like, I'm not going to do that. He's like, what are you planning to do? And he's like, I'm going to drive early in the morning to Fort Lauderdale. I'm going to have Thanksgiving lunch with my family. And then I'm going to come down here and have Thanksgiving with you and your family. My mom thought this man was crazy and it's crazy. Like I remember this, even though I was like literally a baby, I remember this so well and so purely, but my mom thought he was literally insane, but he was so dedicated to do that. I'm not lying when I tell you this man woke up at four in the morning, got up, he said goodbye, he gave us all kisses. He drives up to Fort Lauderdale for the day. He comes back at around three, whatever. Mind you, Fort Lauderdale, at least from where we're at, like it's a good like three hours. So this man drives three hours to Fort Lauderdale, spends, you know, about four or five hours there, drives three hours back and manages to make it to Thanksgiving dinner early. Like literally the turkey wasn't even done early. Like that's how early he was. I think that was when my mom knew that this guy was like <laughs> in it for the long haul. And honestly, I would too. And that just goes to show like if he wanted to, he literally would. I don't care what anyone says. Some people are like, no, because sometimes I want to and I don't. If you don't, you really don't want to. If he wanted to, he would. And if he's not doing that, he probably doesn't want to. I'm sorry to break it to you, but you deserve to be pursued wholeheartedly and in such a holy and God glorifying way. And if you're not being pursued, I'm so sorry. But let me tell you, there are so many fish in the sea. There's so many men that are actually going to pursue you. One interesting thing I kind of learned on my own was that the Lord sometimes hides you from the people that are not meant to be in your life, even platonically as well. But especially 
especially in romantic relationships. And let me tell you, there were so many guys that, I mean, I've liked. I really thought, you know, okay, maybe we could get along. Maybe this could, you know, form a connection, whatever it is. And I saw myself with them. And no matter what I did, like I could have worn a really nice outfit. I could have changed my hair. I could have worn piles of makeup. These guys just did not see me. They didn't notice me at all. I think I know it was God. Like you can't tell me otherwise. And that's simply because the Lord, again, sees into the future. He will hide the people that are not meant to be in your life so that he hides you for the right one. God doesn't hide you from the right one. He hides you for the right one. One song I'm really obsessed. I think it's like um Mariah Carey and she's like, it's a rap on you, baby. And that's exactly what I want to say to men who do not pursue women because you deserve to be pursued. <laughs> you are literally a daughter of the most high king. So claim that and act like that. And if you're not being pursued, girl, 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 Truly remember, the Lord does not hide you from the right one, but for the right one. And man, is that so freeing. Tip number four is helpful and hurtful to me, but I think it did really help more than hurt. It is seek mentorship from friends who are in relationships. In Christmas of 2022, because it was the holidays and I think, you know, Hallmark movies, all this stuff was out. I was really tired of being single. Like I didn't even care anymore. I was willing to take dirt off the floor to be with me. I would have married it. I was so like obsessed with the idea of being in a relationship. And I remember talking to one of my close friends who is younger than me. She's about two years younger than me. And the funniest thing I always, this is like our inside joke in our friendship. So um, me and this friend, um, we met when we were technically in elementary school, but we were acquaintances. So we never talked when we were in school at all and it wasn't until I left my school and I started high school that her and I we began to talk and it was so funny and crazy the way that God connected us she was going through a breakup I was going through a failed talking stage that like scarred me and it was so hard for both of us to process that in you know our seasons and stuff and so we were going through sadness depression grief and heartbreak and God united us through that so God can redeem anything okay that's number one. But number two, we connected. We were talking about like our personal experiences and whatever. Christmas of last year, I was talking to her and I'm like, you know, I'm just so, I'm so tired of this. Like I cannot be single for four more seconds. Like this is honestly driving me crazy. I just want to find like a normal freaking guy and I can't. And it's honestly annoying. She says, Bianca, I know that you always see me and you know, my boyfriend together all the time. And our relationship is so great. It's truly so beautiful and God ordained but it takes work. She's like, there are days that we get upset at each other and mad and frustrated, but we realize that we have to keep the Lord at the center. So she not only reminded me that relationships are difficult and hard work, but also to understand and remember my worth and that it'll all happen in God's timing. And waiting on his timing is like honestly the best thing I can do for myself. And I get it. It's difficult and hard when it's uncertain, when you don't know when God's going to supply that. Like it's been a year. I'm still single. I have no prospects, but I trust the Lord. I know that he is faithful and just to supply the promises that he has given on my life. I'm a sucker for love songs, but I realize that relationships are nothing like the love songs. Like, yeah, you do feel the butterflies and the new feelings and that spark, but that goes away. And this leads me all the way back to why you need to find someone that loves the Lord, that knows how to pray fast and get in his presence over someone that just looks cute. Life struggles will come. Like there have been seasons I've walked through. I honestly did not think I would. I've been through job loss. I've been through betrayal. You know, I've been through losing best friends and all of 
that sucks. This is not a pity party, but it is the truth. And that's going to be, you know, it's going to worsen over time. You need someone that's going to be there for you. That is going to bring out the best in you and remind you to run back to the feet of Jesus. And of course, there are really good things about relationships too. I mean, me and this close friend have also talked about that. We've talked about, you know, the first dates and the cute little things and stuff like that. It is really cute and really nice and really a good magical feeling. Um, but I never want anything like that to cloud my actual judgment and the truth of that relationships are difficult. Marriage can be hard, but that doesn't, that's not meant to scare us away, but that's just meant to give us a reality check and to realize that even though it's something that we want, be happy for the times that you you are single because when you get married, you will never get that time back. You're never going to be single again. You're never going to be on your own again. And actually, Paul, I believe Paul actually talks about it's honestly better to be single than married. Not even as just like a you should never be married. I don't think he meant it in that context. But I mean, let's be real. You can't spontaneously travel to New York without your spouse. You can do that if you're single. I mean, I could go tomorrow and it wouldn't be anyone's business but my own and God's. But with a spouse, you know, we have to arrange, you know, childcare, ask for PTO. It's like you have to think of these things. You have to make sure your spouse is okay with things. And I'm so excited for that day. I'm not dreading that day at all. Like I'm looking forward to the day that God reveals my person. Like, I mean, truly amen to that. But it is a reality that I have to face that, you know, when you are single, you technically are a little bit more free. So it reminds me to be thankful of this time because I'm never going to get this back and to also use this time to grow, to grow spiritually, mentally, um, physically even, you know? So I think it's just important to cherish this time and to realize, you know, get advice from people who are in relationships because they will tell you the good, bad, and the ugly. And that's a good thing because you want truth rather than the fluffy feel goods. At the end of the day, what's going to bring you more freedom than that? The last dating tip that is a little hard for me, but I'm going to leave y'all with this is to not overthink things. So I've been thinking about when I actually, you know, I'll go on a date, stuff like that. What is it going to be like? How am I going to, you know, strategize that or anything? And I feel like with first dates, you don't even have to think about any of that. I truly think there's such beauty in letting things flow and letting things play out. Even if you never see the person again, like I think it's just so nice to let that thing just, you know, let the date take its course. You know, if you're going on a date with a decent guy who loves the Lord and he has a lifestyle that mirrors that, I think that that's all you should worry about. You shouldn't worry about, well, I'm in school and I'm not ready to do this or he's doing this. You know, it's just let it be. Even if you never see each other, even if you do see each other again, there is such beauty in just being in the moment and not feeling the need to clarify and label and make everything, you know, tip top and cross your T's and I's. Like, just let it be. I think that you can truly just be fearless in that. Fear is not of the Lord. And there have been many times that I've been anxious. I've let anxiety rule me and rule, you know, my romantic decisions. And I'm so against that now. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let this be. I'm going to let the Lord show me if this is, you know, the right person for me, if I should see them again. Because again, God is going to guide you. There's nothing that you're going to walk through ever that God is not going to tell you what to do. And I trust and know that this is the same thing that that applies to. Overthinking is not God's desire for us as his daughter. So I encourage you to let things happen naturally and allow God to lead you because you won't regret it. 
I'm not going to be on my deathbed and be like, man, I really regret following God's lead. No, like I'm so free. I like I, I saw that quote the other day and I think I also made a reel on our Instagram page, which is linked down below. But I said, if Christianity is so restricting, why do I feel so free? And that just like that speaks volumes for itself. Like I'm never going to regret following God's lead, following his commandments and what he has asked me to do or to not do, because I know that he knows best over me. And that's something that even though it's uncomfortable for me to face sometimes, I have to because I'm not God. He is. And there's a reason for that. That is the tea on dating apps and what my experience has been and also some dating tips for the single Christian girl. Listen, I'm a single Christian sister too, so I really hope that this did serve you in the right way. Um, I ask that, I mean, this just really spoke to you and helped you in whatever season you're in, even if you're not looking. Keep this in your back pocket so when that time does come, you can go back, you can re-listen, you can go and think, listen, this is what God wants me to do, this is what I should do. And remember to just play it by ear. Don't get so into the logistics just remember that god will guide you he is so faithful and just to do that i truly can't stop thinking about that because it's so true and most importantly what is for you is for you there is nothing that can block god's will for your life so if you're worried about not finding your person or that someone else is going to snatch him up sister come on don't worry about that because i promise you what is for you is for you and cannot ever be taken away from you but thank you all so much for listening i enjoyed our talk and with that being said i will see y'all in the next episode <music>